This next piece that we're learning from the Siva Shalom is very, very important for all levels of Chinuch. And he starts off with a fundamental principle. Yesh Chinuch Ragil. There is regular Chinuch, standard Chinuch. Yesh Chinuch Bayasi. And then there is a Chinuch for problems, for kids who are struggling. The rules are not the same. A child that requires a specialized, customized chinuch program geared to his needs, and you give him a regular standard chinuch, the parents, the teachers, the educators, whoever is dealing with this kid, is, is sinning, is doing a terrible avla. And this really puts a straight line down the middle. And a lot of people are a lot, there's so much confusion. The first thing anybody needs to know when dealing with a child of any age is, is this chinuch ragil? Is this a happy, healthy, normal, stable child? And then you have a thousand chinuch books. Or is this a child that has problems and issues, struggles, in which case all of the chinuch books do not apply. You need a different thousand chinuch books for kids who are struggling. And we have to think about this very, very seriously and very deeply. Imagine if you have two, you have two kinds of people that help people at the gym. You have a personal trainer and you have a physical therapist. A personal trainer takes healthy people and pushes them and pushes them and pushes them to the max. He's not worried that the person is sick. He doesn't have to worry about anything. Pushes and pushes and pushes. However, a physical therapist is taking somebody who's sick and of course, in the sickness, in that right level, they have to push. But not more. For them, they're pushing to get four steps, but not five steps, because they can re-break and re-traumatize the whole leg. So going to a regular personal trainer who's pushing 20 push-ups, 30 push-ups, they're not worried about the healing of the body and how much do I need to push. It's to the max. And that's wonderful for healthy people. If you want to lose weight, you want to go to the gym, you get a tough guy and he's going to push you to the max. Unless you have a heart problem, you have nothing to worry about. You will build up muscle and it's great. Chinuch ragil. Normal chinuch. Normal education. However, someone is having a problem, a struggle, a challenge, and you keep on doing chinuch ragil, you break them. Because their problem is being misdiagnosed, and the solution, therefore, is misdiagnosed. Because you're treating him like a normal kid who's a little lazy, a little not in the mood, or whatever it is, and you're using great regular techniques, but that's not my problem. My problem is I didn't sleep last night because the parents are fighting, or because they have they can't understand things, whatever it is. So then when you keep on pushing in the regular chinuch, you end up causing Tremendous, tremendous damage. A mechanchim choytim bayeled. Mekar akshayim shall yeled bayosi. What is the source and root of the problems of a problematic child who taspech v'tisko? It's being trapped by emotional issues and frustration. Umechanchov calls manchali motzu es mekar ha-taspech loi yifteru es And for the educating, the educators who are educating that child, until you fix the problem, you're not going to fix the problem. The problem is not that he can't get up in the morning and I'm going to pull him out of bed. The question is, why can't he get up in the morning? And until you fix that problem, right, you could have a kid who has a reason why he's not sleeping well. Until you fix the problem, you don't know how to deal with a solution to actually fix the problem. 
and you can go ahead and force kids who have emotional issues to comply, but only for so long. So here's what happens. Kids who have emotional problems or something else, whatever it is, and we keep on pushing and pushing and pushing, you can, you can push them a little bit more. You can pull, you can push, you can force, but then they break. They have a major breakdown. Why? Because when we looked at the child, we misdiagnosed what was bothering them. The source and root of the problematic child, the child who's struggling, is emotional problems. And if you are not focused on figuring out the baya, the emotional problem that he has, and how to fix it and take it away from him, then you're never going to get anywhere. I'll tell you a personal story. I just thought of it right now. One of my children started not getting, he must have been eight years old. He started not getting up in the morning. He started not wanting to do homework. And so the first thing that you want to do is you want to like, okay, we got to push him and you got to, same kid as, as, as a few months ago. And all of a sudden he's like just not behaving well. And then all of a sudden after about three weeks of this, we noticed in the basement some mold on the wall. What happened was there was mold growing from the other side that we didn't see, from some kind of a leak from the dryer or the air conditioning vent or whatever it was, we didn't see. This kid is highly allergic to mold. So here, he didn't have the option of behaving any better. If we would have dealt with it like a behavioral problem, because it's the wrong medication. Why you, The kid's thinking, like all of a sudden, you think I don't know how to behave? You think I don't want to get up in the morning? You think I'm... The whole thing is a misdiagnosis. And Baruch Hashem, it took only three weeks. If it would have been three months, we would have thought, who knows what? We would have taken him to a psychiatrist, a therapist. Who knows what would have happened? Everybody would be frustrated with him. How come you're not alert? Why aren't you? And the Rebbe would blame the parents. The parents would blame the... The whole life can fall apart. So you see over here how important it is that if there's a problem, if a kid has headaches, you have to give them Tylenol. Otherwise, you'll have... 30 different behavioral issues, you're not solving the problem. It's very posh once you hear it, but so many, so many times we make, as parents and educators, we make that mistake. Yesh shehabaya hu besur There are some times that the problem is coming from negative influences. He's dealing with bad averis and he feels trapped by illicit desires. Me'achash yistabich b'tavis rois. Oyim chaveyim roim, he could have bad friends, bad influences. Ve'enimoytzi esaderech li'chalitz mi'matzavai shemesubach b'ay. And he's unable to free himself from the situation that he's trapped in. Sometimes kids are liars by nature. Or he's an unbelievably out of the norm. He's naturally re- rebellious. And he just cannot accept any authority. And to accept personal responsibility. At an older age, sometimes they have problems with emuna. And he takes all of these different things that could happen to somebody, and he's saying, yeah, those are problems that are normal for kids to get into. And it's up to us to go ahead and fix the problem. So many times we hear, oh, your kid is this, he's not that, and he's this, he has bad friends. Yeah, kids get into, into sibuchim. They get into being trapped with all kinds of things, plus, plus, plus. The Rebbe wrote this 30 years ago. What would he say today? The stuff that our kids get stuck in, and we get angry at them. Getting angry at somebody who's stuck doesn't help them. 
Shabakal Elu, Hamikrim Vekadoima, all these things that we spoke about and similar, Tsarak Hishakmos Gudoila. It takes great intelligence. It takes great chachma to find ways to extricate the child from his emotional difficulties and to set him on the right path. All of these souls need to have a special fitting treatment. Otherwise, if we don't do the proper treatment for each individual child's individual struggle, we can lose kids. Wow, what a chiddush. A kid gets involved with taivis, not the end of the world. Much worse if he has emotional things going on in his, in his life, in his world. Much, much worse. So we push him weiter as if he's normal and if he's regular, and you push him and push him, and chas v'shalom, we can be la'abedes ha'nefesh. How many times have we seen that? Because we take a kid that the emergency brake was on, and we don't know why it's not going, so more gas, more gas, more gas. No, there's something holding the car back. Fix the problem, and until you fix the problem, you can break the yelled, which is very dangerous. Harbi pa'amim royim. Many times we see. Kidavka me'elu ha'yeladim ha'bayosim. Samchu g'dayla Yisrael. Many times from kids who are not regular, they were, had problems, problematic. They had difficulties. They ended up being G'dayli Yisrael. Ki lemaisa ha'bayosi yishalahem, lemaisa their troubles navu came from biglagad lusam, shahoyu yiladim bilti regilim. They were not regular kids. They had godless in them, and that caused them to have a lot of problems. If you're very, very smart, maybe they're spacing out and they're not paying attention because we're not challenging their brain enough, or all kinds of stuff that they're different from regular kids. They're made differently from regular kids, and they need a different type of chinuch. And many times the source of the problems comes from greatness. And if it's not dealt with properly, you end up with a kid at risk five years later, six years later, seven years later, because, and then we say, oh, he, he, was, he went off the derech. No, he had a problem because of his godless that caused him to be different, and it wasn't dealt with properly, it wasn't diagnosed properly, and then you have a broken kid. A broken genius and a broken tzaddik is very dangerous. As we see, about 50% of the parents who come to me say that their kids who are now off the derech and atheists and all kinds of problems were the top, top, top kids. They had something inside of them that was hurting them. It was either not picked up on or misdiagnosed, and then the breakdown happens. And those same geniuses, great kids, sensitive, sweet, pure, delicious souls end up being very, very far away because we broke them by not understanding them. One of the fundamental things, the most important things, is in order for us to be matzliach, we have to understand the nefesh of a yeled. L'chol yeled, yesh nefesh miyuchedes. Every child has his own soul, his own nefesh. He's built differently. We're not all the same. The Mechanach needs to be a professional of understanding personalities and character traits. The nefesh of each yelad. I rather just saw written down, printed, in the name of Rav Steinman, there was a group of Mechanchim that met with Rav Steinman. He said, today, there are no Mechanchim. And they were like, oh, whoa, <laughs> like, what, are, what are we? And what it seems like he meant was, 
Mechanchim used to be psychologists. They were very deep people. The Mechanich took the child under his wing. He, he, he didn't just train on how to give over a curriculum. These were people who had depth in them. And they knew that every child has a different personality. And I have to take the information and, in general, love for Yadus, of, for Yiddishkeit and connection to Hashem, and get through the walls of each child and bake it into him. That's a machanach. A math teacher comes in, has a blackboard, or whatever they call it these days, and chalk, or whatever they call it these days, whatever, smartboards and stuff, and teaches a class. And if you can't listen, get out. I have to teach you information. That's not chinuch of of Torah. Not at all. The chinuch of Torah is is imbuing into the child a love for Torah, a love for Hashem, a love for Yiddishkeit, and getting around whatever walls of problems that he has, either because of his own issues or external issues. And that's what he's saying. What is a mechanech? A mechanech tzarech is bal nefesh. You can be great at articulating words. You can give a great speech, but if you're not a mumcha of being a bal nefesh, to understand the nefesh, the character traits of a person, of a child, then you're not a mechanech. You're just somebody giving over information, which is wonderful. The kids, the few kids in the class that are normal and healthy, and they just need information, so that's gavaldik. But if somebody has nafshiistic problems, the mechanech needs to know how to reach deep into them. Uva miyichad, b'mikrim she'ein la'yeled nefesh yitziva. Especially, if the child lacks emotional calm and stability, v'nasan tachas matzavei ruach, or mood swings, you have to be able to recognize the nefesh of the child, and you have to figure out his, what's going on with this kid. It's very annoying at the Shabbos table or at the school classroom when someone is having a mood swing. You have to really figure out, wow, what's going on over here? What's behind it? If you can go ahead and get the child to understand that you care about what they're going through, not just by their way they're acting, which is external behavior that I have to control and fight you on, but that I'm deeply concerned and I'm with you trying to figure out what's going on under the hood. Even the small child will feel subconsciously he'll feel that you understand me. He says, you, you don't even figure out what's wrong really. The child feels understood. You call the child over, I see today was very hard for you to sit by the Shabbos table. I noticed that last night in shul, the avening was hard for you. Are you okay? What's bothering you? You treat them in a way that they see, that you care about what they're going through. What happens? And then, so then what happens? Then the child will love you. And place his trust in you. And will accept your authority. When the child feels, you don't care about me, you're not worried about me, you're just running your, your ship over here, you're running your house, or you're running your classroom, and I'm in your way, get out again, insulting, and you're not sitting to think about, why is Chaim behaving this way? Chaim, I know you're such a great kid, why are you so restless? You want to share? You want to talk about it? Again, even if you don't find a solution, if the child feels that you don't care about him, he shuts down, he doesn't love, love you, he doesn't share anything with you, he doesn't have trust in you, and he won't accept your authority. 
Then, what do you end up with? Chutzpah. Chutzpah, because the kid doesn't have faith in you. Because here I was for three months or six months going through something. You weren't interested in me. You were just interested in everything should be fine, and I'm not fine, and that's annoying to you. You don't care about me. So therefore, if you don't care about me, I don't love you, I don't respect you, I don't respect your authority, and then when you say, everybody do something, not doing it. Shut down. He's not makabal your authority. However, when you show that you care, and that I'm with you, I believe that you're good, I see you're struggling. Why is such a good girl all of a sudden acting this way? What can I do for you? What happens is they love you, they place their trust, and then of course they're going to listen to you. Whatever it is that you ask them, they're going to accept your authority. If you don't know how to recognize the nefesh of each child, if you don't know the nefesh of the yelad, you can make terrible, serious mistakes that can have t- tremendous damage. Let's talk about that. We're not just talking about kids go off the derech. I get calls from all over and WhatsApps and messages from people 40, 50, 60, 70 who are damaged from what happened to them when they were kids by their parents or their rabbeim that didn't understand them and didn't care to understand them. And as I always say, I really think the Mechanchem today are much better, much better. I speak to them, I see these young guys, they're mamish becoming mamish real Mechanchem. They care about the, the kids, the nefesh of the child. But look what happens when we don't get it right. People get hurt. People get hurt and they lose, they lose trust. I lose trust in this Rebbe every day, and I lose trust. He doesn't care about me. They lose trust in the system. And it's a very dangerous thing, even besides for people going off Lagamri. Just they're hurt. You saw me. People tell me, where were my parents? I was going through such a hard time. Through it. Now we would call it depression or whatever it was. And instead, they would just push, push, weiter, weiter. Why didn't they stop ever, pull me over and say, let's go for a walk. I see you're having a hard time. Right? Forget about, we get so angry, the parents get so angry, you're not listening, at some point you got to say, why? Why? At some point you got to break that and go behind the scenes and say, come, let's go for a walk, Chaim. What's going on? I see you having a hard time listening to me. Are you okay? I'm there for you. And even if nothing else happens, the kid will never be able to say, oh, these people don't care about me. And that's very, very dangerous. Chazal say, even the best doctors end up going to Gehenim. The doctor has to decide the method of treatment based on the assessment, weighing the sides. If he makes a mistake in his, in his it's this. <laughs> weighing the sides and his calculating and in his, in his own judgment. How are you hurting the fascists? Why? Because he gave a medicine and he got it wrong. So even though he's a good doctor, sometimes you know you're going to make a mistake in your diagnosis. Therefore, the new technical, technological advances are that no doctor goes ahead and just says. This is the way we have to treat. It makes a diagnosis. First, you need x-rays and CAT scans and MRIs and sonograms and all kinds of things. Why? Because people can make a mistake. And the whole derech of treatment 
that all the work they're going to do to save the person, if it's the wrong diagnosis, all of it is not just for naught, all of it is wrong. The same approach should be adopted. The educators have to adapt the same thing. Whatever you're seeing, a sin, something bad, small or big, don't be quick to judge. Don't be quick to judge, right? You're the judge and the jury, and right away to jump to conclusions and hand out punishments. Why? Sometimes the misjudgment of incorrect punishments can leave a scar on the soul of the child. So let's understand, let's note, both parts hurt very badly. It's the misjudgment, in other words, you, you, you thought I did something wrong and I didn't, or you didn't understand why I did something wrong. And then there's the punishment that was wrong. Both of them are very dangerous. I just remembered a story that happened to me in 8th grade. It happens to be I was a pretty good boy, I didn't get patched too much. But once in 8th grade, my Rebbe walked into the room, I was closest to the door, and I got a, a whack. And he found that afterwards that I wasn't the kid who did whatever he was, he thought it was. Right? I was so hurt by that. I was so hurt, like I was a good I was a very good student, I liked him very much, and I never tortured him or did anything particularly bad to him. And it's like you walk in, you see a situation, whack, forget about the hit. Today that would be Stambed. But in those days it was it wasn't so traumatic. But it was I was so, like so upset that like, why did you hit me? So there were two things he did wrong. First thing is he got the wrong guy, but also it wasn't the right punishment. I didn't need a patch, even if I would have done that thing. Both of those things are very, very bad. But watch what happens, how you can reverse it. Etzem hadavar. The mere fact, The mere fact that the parent or the teacher thinks a lot, says, I really got to think about this. I want to make sure I heard your side of the story. I got the judgment right. And you know what? I'm going to think about how I'm going to punish you. And I'm going to think about how I'm going to treat the situation. And you're not just a shaitir stam, a regular policeman who doesn't care about you. A friend of mine told me, he asked his father, Tati, how come you never compliment me? He said, did you ever hear of somebody driving and a cop pulls him over just to tell him you're driving well? You get pulled over when you're doing something wrong. When you do something wrong, I give you a frask, I tell you what you're doing wrong. Stam to tell you you're doing a good job? That's a policeman, not a Tati, not a Rebbe. So just the fact that you think about him and you're considering how to punish him when he needs punishments, it injects the student, the student with tremendous trust. Even if he's a little, little kid. He knows internally in his mind the kid feels trust. That this teacher, this parent, the mechanech, wants for his good and for his development. The result of, again, that trust means he will reveal all of his problems to you. He'll be open. He'll trust you as an adult. Something that is so important in order to get the right diagnosis on how to treat and to be matzliach with a child is the kid should tell you what's bothering him. If you lose the trust, you'll never know what's really going on. How do you build the trust? Same punishment could be. Could be you were right. Same diagnosis, same everything. But show him, I'm thinking about it. I have to really think about it. Take your time with that. 
Over here, we're not asking machanchim or parents to change anything in this prat. You can do so much for your child just by delaying. So you know what? I'm going to think about it for a few days. We're not even talking about the treatment. We're talking about delaying the treatment. Just delaying the treatment shows the child that I'm not here to hurt you. I'm, I'm not enjoying punishing you. One, two, three, tell me this, okay. No one's going on the trip. Even if that'll be your decision. Assuming it's the right decision. Wait before you shoot. Pause. Think before you shoot. And that is mashrish emun. It ingrains and injects trust into the children. And then they'll accept the, the punishment and they'll open themselves up to you and they'll, they'll share with you the stuff that's on their mind and it's a whole different atzlach. But what about what if their, their actions of the child is coming out of emotional complications? It's not coming because he's bad or lazy or stupid, but because he has problems. Then any misplaced discipline and incorrect punishments, he's going to feel even more complications in his brain. Not only I, I, I couldn't do my homework because of what's going on and whatever, now you're turning on me and you think I'm bad? Now you're pulling out another leg from under the table. Looking at it from a spiritual perspective, it's like murder. So two kids at home or two kids in, in, in school do the same thing wrong and, and it's a different diagnosis. One needs the personal trainer. One needs the push. Come on, don't be lazy. You have to know your kid. The other one needs Rahmanas. The other one needs to, to say, hang on one second. You, you didn't do your homework. I understand what's going on at home. Uh, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know what? I'll do the homework with you by recess. Here's a lollipop. Different diagnosis, different treatment. So if the problem of the kid is coming from emotional problems in his being or things surrounding him, Okay, that affect him in, in his mind, so then of course you can't do regular chinuch on them. And if you get the wrong tipul, that's keharig nefesh mamish. Now we know today, kids have a lot of emotional problems. Many people have emotional problems. What are some of the problems that kids have? Unfortunately, it's already widely accepted that one out of five kids, 20% of all Jewish kids, boys and girls in from Meistis, will be molested as children. It's a horrible thing to imagine. It's a horrible thing to imagine. I don't like the number, but I don't like one out of ten either. But about 20% of all of our kids, it's already, as it was printed in the Yatet even, it's understood. So this is a new problem. That kids, I don't know if it's new, that maybe it used to be, but today, it affects children. One kid who was molested told me, I said, explain to me, why, how does molesting affect you? How, how does it change you? So he told me, well, any person who gets molested as a child, and it doesn't affect them? That guy's nuts. How could it not affect you being molested? Of course it affects you. And you can, you can go online and you can see shiurim about how and why, but that's a big emotional problem. And that's about one out of five. It's already a 20% chance. It means when that kid, who's a tough kid in the class, is acting out, it's already a 20% chance that maybe that's what it is. Then there's all these kind of problems that kids have of ADD, ADHD, borderline, Bipolar, depression, anxiety, family problems, fighting at home, undiagnosed learning disabilities, all kinds of things that we have to deal with now that cause the child to not be able to behave properly. If you give any of those kids suffering 
from any of those issues that they would be very happy if you could take it away from them. It's like a headache. They would be very happy if you gave them a Tylenol. But not only we're not taking it away from them, we're then condemning them as if it's a regular kid and saying, I don't stand, how come you didn't do it? That's murder. It's murdering somebody. Besides, it's just wrong because you're never going to fix the problem if your treatment is based on the wrong diagnosis. So if what's going on with the child, which it almost always is in our dar, that it's not that they're choosing to be lazy or they're choosing not to do it or they're chutzpedik because they like being chutzpedik, but rather there's some kind of emotional pain under the hood that's like driving with the emergency brake on and you see they're schlepping and they're not doing well, so then you have to be very careful because the way that you interact and treat the child in your chinuch that you're doing, you could be murdering the child. Many times the best chinuch is no chinuch because you're pulling out another leg, you're, you're stabbing the child, and they become even more in pain, and then the result is even worse. Alkane. Therefore, It's critical for the educator to delve deeply into every child, to know what is the root of this bad behavior. That's more important than what he's doing. It's not so important what he's doing. Why is he doing it? What brought this child to this behavior? Only afterwards can you judge. Only afterwards can you judge and decide the right treatment method for the kid. I was learning this and I was blown away by it. It's so simple. It's so perfect. It's so beautiful. And yet we struggle with this so, so, so much because it's just so hard to do. You have to be so much on the side of the child to create such trust that he will trust you so you can figure out what's bothering him. And then you deal with them based on the reality, their reality, not what you think maybe the kid is bad. So many times I discuss kids with parents or other people. and this, The first conclusion we, we jump to is the kid has bad, bad midos. He's a baltaiva, he's bad. We always jump to that. Maybe because that's the way we grew up and that's the way we were used to. And I rarely find that that's the problem. And what's the difference? Because one, you can respond to one way and to end off with his words that really, it's a whole different parasha. It's a different floor in the hospital. There's regular chinuch, there's regular chinuch tools, fine. Then there's, there's problems that are never going to be solved unless we solve them. And we're never going to solve them until we know what they are and they're never going to tell us unless we are mashrish emun into the child, to ingrain and inject into the child trust. And if that's all you do as parents for your whole life, that alone is worth it. Because so many parents are so busy doing chinuch, but the kid doesn't trust them, doesn't open up, the parents will never know what's wrong with them and what went wrong with them. And I have so many stories of kids who told me their pain, kids who went through trauma, kids who were abused and molested, who are now adults and never told their parents. So their whole chinuch system, the whole rebellion, every minute that the parents cried about the kid, fought with the kid, tried to help the kid, all of it was based on a totally wrong diagnosis. Ad hayoyim, so many of these parents still don't know what was wrong with the kid. Why didn't the kid tell the parent? Why did he tell me? Because he trusted me and he didn't trust mommy and daddy. And that's a big problem. So the first thing we have to take from here on in is make sure that we do whatever we can to be mashrush emun, that's the key word, to ingrain trust into our talmidim and into our children. And even if it just starts before anything, 
It starts with that you're going to punish anyway. Hopefully you're doing it right, but wait. Just show him, care about you. I'm not a cold-blooded police policeman who just wants to give you a ticket and move on with my class. I care about you. That will build trust as well.